Hey everybody, it's Owen here and welcome to episode 6 of the Hiker Podcast, the podcast that may or may not inspire your next long distance hiking adventure. Joining me on the show today is Melissa McDermott, a dear old friend of mine. Mel is the founder of Gals Going Wild, a community of like-minded women who come together to share space in the outdoors. I wrote that myself. Mel, if you use that, I won't copyright. Mel and I go way back, so this one is a little bit longer than my other interviews, but we do cover a lot. We talk about how Mel founded Gal Gone Wild, we talk about how she discovered the power of nature and got into the outdoors, she talks about some of the long distance hikes that she's been on, including some that we've been on together, and there'll be no shortage of laughter in this podcast because when Mel and I get together, things get a bit giddy. A question for the audience. Have you made it to episode 6 of this podcast and haven't seen the Hiker app? If so, head over to your local app store and download it for free now. Hiker gives you access to over 1,400 long-distance hiking trails from all over the world. That's including over 600 trails in North America, over 350 in Europe, over 300 trails between Ireland and the UK and almost 150 trails between Australia and New Zealand. And that number is growing every single day. So all the trails that we mentioned in this podcast are featured on the app. Okay, okay, the sales pitch is over, but, well, actually, no, not yet. If you are liking this podcast, please subscribe. Please tell your friends if you know anybody who's into hiking or is getting into hiking or keeps talking about getting into hiking, send them this podcast. Let them know share it out to the world let me know what you think send me an email podcast at hiker.co that's podcast at h-i-i-k-e-r dot c-o now time for the interview enjoy my chat with melissa mcdermott uh, yeah i was placing a lot of value on material objects when i was like younger um, i was my mom got me <clears throat> my mom died for my, thir- no, my 21st birthday they said you can either have a car or you can have a Chanel handbag. I wonder if you knew me back then when I was like materialistic. That was when... Was that the switch? That was the switch. Yeah, that was, yeah, the, that switch. was the great switch. Yeah, yeah to where the great divide. The, yeah. It's, um, but yeah, I used to... I used to have... I used to place so much value on material things um, and thought, okay, well, when I get the, the next handbag or when I get the next item of clothing or this and this and this and this... I'll be happy, yeah. you know? And then I got the handbag for my 21st birthday, thanks mum and dad, Chanel handbag, thousands of euro, disgusting amount of money, and then what happened to it? It got stolen. And I never used it. I kept it, like, in a trunk in my bedroom, um, just because I was like, it was so precious that I... Yeah, yeah. Precious. <laughs> <laughs> We've come for a full circle. It was so, yeah, it was so precious to me, and... I was like, I, I can't use it. So mm. just became this thing that I used to, I suppose, yeah, I used to kind of take it out and I'd admire it and I'd look at it and I'd be like, this is so beautiful. But then mm. I'd put it back in its box and then like I'd never actually bring it out. And then one time I was like, okay, Christmas, I'm going to bring this bag out with me. And I brought it out and I had it sitting beside, like right at my leg in these like kind of curved chairs. And it was in, um, what's it called? The garage bar. Uh-huh. The garage bar? Yeah. 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 And uh, I was so loud and I was like leaning over to talk to my friend. And when I was leaning over, because we were like, you know, kind of caught up and chat. This, you can see in the CCTV footage, the chick behind me 
puts her hand over, grabs that, and she's gone. She's literally gone. She was, I'd say she was probably, it was like three seconds or something like that. Shit. She was planning, like, lining that up. Oh, she had been following us, like, 100%. And then I remember, like, having a mental breakdown. Like, freaking out and being like, oh, my God, like, like, brokenhearted that this bag had been stolen and I had gotten it for my 21st birthday and just ridiculous like I, I suppose of a reaction to have at the time I mean I totally understand why but looking back on it now and I think that was a turning point for me when I was like I'm not going to have any more um, like anything that's worth that much value that because I held it 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 was almost like I had um it was it having this item was like the I suppose like um the epitome of like success and mm. happiness and and then when it was gone I was like it, not that it was part of my identity but I was like okay that's like I just need to I need to kind of rid myself of any sort of materialistic thing that I have in my life and then from that point onwards I started to slowly kind of just get rid of stuff and then realized that actually material posi- like possessions whether it's your laptop your phone and um, your tv like whatever it is it's all bullshit like none of that matters because mm-hmm. like what matters at the end of the day are experiences and that's something like that I have like now that I like really really place a lot of value on is my experiences with my friends and mm-hmm. my experience in the outdoors and um, like even when I'm I, every time I move home or move house I will always like go through all of my clothes and I will try and like because I, I really want to get into like minimal living and I think I'm getting there definitely like I've gone from having wardrobes of clothes because I used to work in fashion uh, retail for like 15 years mm. um, and slowly kind of like minimizing that and now I just kind of have like all my clothes are just like outdoor clothes and I'll wear them to like death like yeah. I, and then my I suppose the clothes that I have for going out which doesn't really happen that much like are like really really like special like nice pieces that I will keep in my wardrobe for you know yeah Birthdays and they're just like or, tucked away tucked like, away yeah, like yeah. probably has dust on them because I like I never wear them anymore um, but yeah just realising that just like all of that stuff just doesn't really fucking matter yeah. like it just doesn't matter and like the, so like at, when you were 21 and that happened did you was it then that you made a conscious effort or was it like something that you were kind of like oh I got stolen then it eventually hit home and was like oh I actually you know what I don't need this it was um, it's <laughs> I think but like I think it was there was definitely a moment when I realized something's got to change because if all you're working towards is I want to have the house and I want to have the body and I want mm. to have this and I want to have that. and then you get all of that stuff yeah. because I had I got it all like everything that I wanted the job the money like when I got it all I was like oh shit I'm actually still not happy yeah and it was that kind of like well something is there's obviously something wrong and then I need to try like address it reflect on it and figure out what is and then as a 21 year old you know like that's kind of hard to or sorry I would have been what I don't know 23 or something um to realize and I think it was just well it was all it all stems from the um I was living in London worked my ass off retail management and then came back to Dublin because I had burnt out I was yeah. like so young working up the corporate ladder in London like uh, and burnt out and suffered really badly with depression and I talk about this openly and honestly and I will talk to anybody about it mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have no problem talking about it 
because uh, I think it's important to share our experiences with it. For me, and um, there's, I mean, there's definitely room for uh, Western medicine and antidepressants and the whole lot, but unfortunately that just didn't, didn't work for me. I went on antidepressants for two years and realized, because you're just numb, like I just could, I couldn't feel anything, like yeah. literally nothing. And uh, I just didn't want to feel that way anymore. So I decided, okay, I'm going to come off my antidepressants. So I came off them and then um, with the help of a doctor, like weaned myself off them and then was like, right, I, I'm going to have to be the one that saves me here because yeah. back then the mental health system was severely flawed and I like really couldn't find the help that I needed that worked for me at the time. Um, and I just remember being sitting in my bedroom and just thinking like, okay, I have cousins and uncles in my family that have committed suicide. So I know that it actually like runs in my family. And I know that I definitely had thoughts of like suicide. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not going down that, that path. And I had hit rock bottom and I was like, okay, I need to, I need to figure out how I'm going to save myself. And I was like, right. I just need to start doing things that I, I like doing. And it was as simple as that. It was like, okay, I want to become a better photographer. I want to get out in nature more. And I went and I did a year course in, um, what was it called? Crumlin? Uh, no, not Crumlin. Yeah, I think it's Crumlin. Um, photography school. And I did a year course there. And then my tutor at the time sat us all down in a circle and he goes, uh, what type of photographer do you want to be? And like, I never even asked myself that question. I was like, I don't know. I just want to get better at taking photos. And then I was like, maybe I would like to be an adventure photographer. And this is like going back when that wasn't even a, like a job role. Do you remember? Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. remember yeah. seeing, um, oh, what's his name? Chris. Yeah. Chris, Chris Burkhardt. Burkhardt. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, uh, adventure travel or no adventure photographer. I literally think that was his title. Yeah. I was like, that's a made up <laughs> term. I was like, there's no, an adventure you can't be paid to do that you know yeah. and I was like oh but how cool would that be if you're yeah. to be paid to do that for your job and I was like feck it so I just like threw it down and I was like I want to be an adventure photographer and he goes well you're gonna have to start like getting outdoors and going on adventures yeah. and it was that simple it was I was like oh my god yeah okay because I think you know if you if you look at it like so far down the line it kind of is unattainable because you're like oh well I have to get into this and I have to do this and I have to and it's just it's yeah it's, I suppose it's unattainable so it's like let's just do it like piece by piece let's just get outdoors yeah on my doorstep like the Dublin Mountains and I yeah I joined the um Dublin Mountains partnership they offer free hikes um I think once a month or twice a month or something and I went out with them and I took photos for them and then I just remember being like out on the mountain and being like oh my god like this is incredible and there's like these volunteers that are here that just get to lead all these people on these hikes and everybody's having a great time and I'm having a great time and it was the first time that I felt um I felt like truly happy mm -hmm. that there was wow. like this like kind of uh, it was massive I actually remember it was Fairy Castle and um, we had just gone onto the top of Fairy Castle Peak it was the first time that I had ever seen that view over Dublin and, and I mean I've done that trail like I don't know many times since and yeah. I still feel that like I'll always pause um, at that specific like part of the trail because it was such a defining moment for me yeah and um, when I met with like Giles Gone Wild or whatever and um, I remember just thinking like I can breathe like I could actually for the first time like there was no anxiety of 
what am I going to do with my life? Because I was like in my mid-twenties and all I knew was retail management. Like I knew nothing else. I was like, I what What am I going to be? Who am I going to be? That was my identity. I don't, I'm not skilled in anything else. And I think as a, you know, when you're in your mid-twenties, society tells you something very different. Like, you know, you have to have this and you have to have your degree and you have to have your car and your house and your whatever and I like had none of that so I thought I was like very very far behind and it was the first time when I was out with uh, the Dublin Mountain Partnership that I felt that there was like that pressure had just kind of like mm-hmm. ceased and um I remember coming off the mountain and just being like I definitely want to do that again and then I just started joining like other hiking groups yeah like I, I'm any hiking group that I could join I joined and I went on like multiple multiple hikes with um with all these different groups and look there's definitely a need for all of these specific groups because we each as individuals have our own um idea of what adventure like means to us and what a hike means to us yeah and um, for me, I just wasn't getting what I needed from these groups. And mm. I tried to seek out what it was that I did need and I couldn't find it. I could not find and it. Can, can you put your finger on what that is that you, you needed? I needed, uh, I needed to explore my connection to nature more. I felt like when we were on these uh, group hikes with these other groups, um, other hiking groups, they were, and I, I always say it, like they're always focused on getting from point A to point B, yep. right? Which is totally fine. And um, I like to do those hikes sometimes. You know, I like to mm-hmm. sign up to some of these hikes and go on where I don't have to lead and I don't have to worry about it. But at that, at that specific time, I wanted to pause. I wanted to pause in nature. I wanted to like feel the way that I felt when I had paused up in the mountain that like up on Fairy Castle. I wanted to just breathe it all in I wanted to take it all in um and yeah I, and I, I I like tried to search um search for that and yeah I just couldn't I couldn't find it so that's when I decided that I was going to try and create something where you can yes you can go on a hike and we will do a hike but then it's also about that beautiful journey from a to b like it's what I call like the sweet spot where it's you get to explore not only your connection to nature but you also get to explore your connection to like other humans where there's no there's no barriers like because there's nowhere to escape like when you're out in the trail and you're on the mountain with um you know these girls uh from from our community you know it's it's very raw and it's very real like uh you kind of just get sucked into you kind of bypass all of the uh the chit chat and the like surface level conversation like hi i'm like and how old are you and what do you do for a living and you know it's it kind of just goes straight into like tell me about your fears and your in you know like aspirations and all of that and um that's something that yeah i just i really wanted to try and create and um yeah it seems to be um like w- uh, we'll talk about the gals gone wild in a bit but i want to go back to the photography because yeah. like y- you are you are like a really good photographer like, the stuff you put <laughs> thanks up, uh, co- coming from me that's a really high compliment <laughs> um but because uh, i was speaking to uh craig adams uh, who cool. is a very accomplished uh photographer fil- uh, filmographer documentarian also a hiker he's hiked mm. trails all over the world 
And one of the things that resonated with me, they said there that kind of I picked up from what you were saying as well, is that when you are doing these adventure photography, uh, uh, that type of photography, it's very much a solo mission. It's a it's nearly a selfish pursuit because you have to be out there on your own. You have to be completely on your own to embrace that and understand what the type of imagery and that's what I get from what you just said, but also what I get from your photography because even like a simple thing, uh, thing like taking a picture, uh, like when we were on the sleeve bloom way the other day, uh, like a few weeks ago, I remember you took a picture of a leaf with uh, oh, water yeah. in it, yeah. and I was like, "How? Where did that come from?" That like I, s- I probably walked by the exact same leaf, uh, but like that came into your head, and the reason why that came into your head was because you have been out there on your own, yeah. you've been s- sitting with nature, and you've been embracing it and kind of going, "Ah, I'm familiar with this." Yeah. I'm going to show the world what I think about this right now. Yeah, yeah. So, like... It's it's something that um, that I'm always saying to... to well, to anybody that will listen, is we never pause. Like, we don't pause in nature. Mm. Especially when you're on a linear trail. You know, so there's a trail there and it's telling you where to go. And you, most people will stay on that trail, right? Yes, yeah. And they don't venture or veer off from it. Like, yeah. God forbid they would, might, like turn left off and venture into the forest and like sit under a tree because we're that's the way that we're programmed like we're programmed to like get up every day go Mm -hmm. to work go to the gym come home you know and to break away from that is really really hard and look sure it took me however many years to to realize that and so when we're i'm on the trail with the girls I get them to do that. So we will be hiking along and then all of a sudden I have like a little whistle on my um, my backpack and I'll like whistle that and then they'll all pause and then I'm like, like scatter. I'm like scatter into the forest and they're like, what? what? <laughs> Just go off the trail. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And they're kind of, they're almost like sheepish. They're, yeah. they're, they're unsure of like is can can we? It's like it's like when you're messing in class. Yeah, 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 and yeah. It's yeah. like the teacher's coming in. Sketch, yeah, sketch, sketch, <laughs> sketch, sketch, sketch. Like totally right. So you have to tell people like it's okay to now. Obviously, leave no trace and all of that. Yeah, yeah, Stick to yeah. paths, of course. But you know there are forests there, especially off trails where you are allowed to venture. You know into mm-hmm. and um, what we get, what we call it a mindful moment. Now, what it does is it kind of like breaks them away from the yet yeah, like that linear path of getting from the start of the hike to the end of the hike and it really I suppose grounds them in the space mm-hmm. so because what happens is when you especially if you come for one of our rise to it hikes like um every Friday morning at six o'clock in the Dublin Men's www.gasgonewild.com uh, you are getting up at like what five o'clock in the morning then you are getting into your car and it's pitch black and then you are driving to a car park in the Dublin mountains and then you're getting out of your car and then all of a sudden you're being like greeted by like 14 other women and then you're on the trail and like you haven't really given yourself a moment to even be like whoa I am in nature right now and I'm in this amazing environment so what we do is we'll we'll get them to um usually sit underneath a tree or hug a tree or just find a space within that kind of like forest area and without giving too much away because that's why you have to come on the hike and we'll do this mindful moment all it does is it grounds you in the space and then it connects you to Mm -hmm. nature 
it connects you to your surroundings and to your environment um, and when you do it once honestly it's kind of it's like all you need to do is like pop your cherry your nature cherry then you start to see it everywhere yeah so like you said to bring it back to when we were on the Schliebling way and i saw that leaf that had um all the little droplets of water on it yeah. so beautiful like uh you see it everywhere you see yeah. the droplets on the trees and you see the way that the the wind moves in the treetops and the reflections in the puddles of water um but you don't see that if you don't pause to yeah. like take it in, take it in. so that's what I think differentiates Gals Gone Wild to other hiking groups is our um, exploring our connection to, to nature, yeah. And like, I think that can resonate with a lot of people uh, throughout lockdown. I, like, yeah. I suppose I'm going to say me in particular because, yes, I've, I've done that in the wild. I've done that in, on hikes. Um, but even in my back garden, because where yeah. we are right now, uh, we're in Dublin 12. We're like maybe about a mile or so from the from the M50 not even a mile from the M50 and like in the back garden uh, M50 is a uh, main motorway uh, right beside our house uh, the busiest motorway in the country basically <laughs> um, and if you go out right now you can hear the the hum you can yeah. hear the cars constantly going by but during the the, the the height of lockdown when there was no one out Interesting, yeah. you couldn't hear a thing except for the birds oh. and even the bees like we would have a few kind of bees nests in the back uh, back garden as well but the birds and I, I remember sitting there at one point and listening to a conversation between two pigeons no way. <laughs> <laughs> there was one in the tree in the back garden and another one like in a tree over the far side of the house and you could hear them having a chat with each other <laughs> and i was like wow. wow yeah when have you ever like like had the opportunity yeah. to do that and like i think that's something that's been one of the benefits of lockdown i mean most there's been a lot of negatives of course but trying mm -hmm. to see the po positives in it and it has been that to be able to slow down and slow yeah. down in the simplest form of yeah. like rediscovering, you know, the space within your home, like the garden um, where I've moved to, to Wicklow and um, I've been there for a month, right? Yeah. And because now I think we, we've all started to slowly slip back into, haven't we, back into our old rhythm. Yeah. And I, I start to catch myself and I caught myself today, right? Because, or sorry, two days, yeah, two days ago, um, because I actually hadn't walked around the property where I'd moved in. I'd been there for a month and I hadn't actually walked around a property. Actually, I hadn't walked around wow. it at all. Uh, and I was like, wow, that I because I was taking it for granted again, you yeah. know. So I went out and I it was actually on um, the autumn uh, equinox, so the first day of autumn, which is like my favorite time of year. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go out into the garden, and I spent two hours I think just walking around outdoors taking photos of like nature and the way that different colors of the leaves were coming down I did like a um, nature mandala ma mandala I can mandala mandala I'll, I'll post that can we yeah, yeah. google it just drop it it'll be my voice later on <laughs> it's called because one it's is called a nature mandala <laughs> <laughs> mandala mandala <laughs> is that is that that's like a mandala no that's a what the uh, I have a pot of ivy. No, no, no! Behind this. What are you talking about? Here. A mandolin. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm getting confused. That's a ukulele. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ukulele, mandolin, mandala. <laughs> There's a bass guitar over there. It's like. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you just can't see what I'm looking at. I was like, like a mandala. <laughs> anyway, I did a nature mandala or mandala, whatever the hell it's called. And um, what it, it allowed me to just like, I suppose, yeah, re- like explore my surroundings um, and like fully appreciate them. And another thing that I noticed was like this, and eucalyptus tree is one of my favorite trees. Like hands down one of my favorite trees from being over in California. I've just come to love them, love their smell, love how that they kind of just start to kind of like tear away. They're just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And I have, there's like a, a laneway that goes into my into my house. And I have passed that tree, how many times now? Been over there for a month, I don't know. And I've never, I've never copped it because I'm always thinking of, oh, what I have to do or what I've just done or, and I'm not fully present. And um, yeah, I think lockdown gave us the opportunity to do that, but if I like, I think we need to now when we're starting to go back into the, the flow of our like routine again mm-hmm. is to try and pull ourselves out of that because uh, it's so so important because like just like the beauty of like yeah sitting there and listening to the bees or listening to pigeons having a little chat like it's so important it it's is. so important because it just it gives you a sense of place it gives you yeah. an idea of like okay oh hang on a second it's not just me yeah I'm not the centre of the universe you know there's well, Not just other people. I don't know about that. <laughs> there's other, there's other beings here. Uh, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's other creatures, and it's not just living. It's not just, uh, uh, you know, mammals. It's also the grass. It's also the trees. It's also everything, the wind and everything that's around. Like you're here. such a small speck. Like such a small speck. Like you matter. Yeah. You absolutely matter. But yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like you're so tiny. Yeah, well, that, that's again. I'll bring it back to Carl Sagan. My one of my favorite quotes from his, our favorite speeches, is the pale blue dot, which is. Uh, oh, you should put that in this. Read it at the end or something. Yeah, like that. absolutely. Yeah, I, I will. Yes, I will. But right now, I actually need to take a break because I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna pause, and uh, I'm gonna edit this section out completely. So it doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hacker Podcast. So, Melissa, dear friend. Um, <laughs> so we got like we got a lot there. Like that's that we actually recorded a lot of. Did we? A lot of content there. How long have we been talking for? Um, thirty-three minutes. Stop. Yeah, we haven't even got to the fucking trails yet. <laughs> oh my god! Come on, let's get this done. I'm gonna go climbing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me. A bit more. T- t- give us the the elevator pitch, I suppose, for Gals Gone. Oh my God! No. no, I'm not giving. No, you no, no. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> give me the uh, about page, no. detailed description of. Uh, no, give me the heartfelt uh, idea and the the yeah. What, go on, talk. Well, do you know what? Actually, hold on a second. Let's flip or reverse it for a second. I'm so. I mean, look. I could tell you. I could go on and on and on and on and on about. Um, Galsgan Wild and what it is and how we set it up and but all of that crack. But actually, just interesting. It yeah. would be it would be interesting to hear um, from especially a male's perspective of uh, what you think Galsgan Wild is. Oh, you meant me? I was actually like, oh, well, <laughs> I can call someone if you want. Because, <laughs> because what is in what I. What I've noticed is that there's been a lot of um, guys that have wanted to, or that have sent me a message over the three years since we set up in 2017, mm. uh, asking, would I set up a male equivalent, right? Mm-hmm. And just time, it's just, I, I just don't, yeah, don't have the time to do it. And also, 
I know that there's somebody out there that will do a male version of it justice. Um, mm. So it would be, yeah, it would be nice to hear what you think because there's there's a lot of guys that love what, what we do, like yeah. absolutely love what we do and they want to... They want to see a male version of it. Yeah. And why? I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, why Why is that? Like, I wonder why, what it is that you see that maybe I don't see or it could be, you know. Um, I think, well, let's say if the reason why people... The interview, E, because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aha, the tables have turned. Um, I guess, the, like, okay, if, if I was sitting in that position of being jealous, I suppose, or seeing it and kind of going... I really want that yeah. because men like in all facets of life don't really connect the way women do. We don't have the same relationship with, with women or say the same relationship with men like uh, that women do. Like I, I, I have very close relationships uh, like um, friendships with, with guys like, Jordan and, my, and Lee, my housemates, and mm-hmm. like Paul and Pete and Dara, like all these guys that I'm, I'm like, I can call on these guys if I ever need help or if I need to to talk something out. But I guess it's 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 two prongs. You've got like the the kind of sharing of um, um, chat and kind of thoughts, but also being in the outdoors. And I don't know. I, it, it it just isn't something there for men at the moment. Maybe there is, and maybe call, call me out if I'm wrong if there isn't something like that. But it, it's seeing you guys doing that. It's kind of like that looks like so much fun because not only are you embracing nature and you're getting out, you're being fit, you're meeting new people, but you're also getting that chance to kind of share. Yeah. You know, your maybe not your innermost feelings. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes you, do, you yeah. are. You get to be really, really vulnerable. Yeah, so, vulnerable. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah, and like there's there's groups out there like Men Sheds, um, that do great work uh, in communities like uh, uh, connecting men and getting them to do things and uh, hiking. I think is is part of that as well. But it, there's no kind of like dedicated, right, lads. We're we're meeting up here and forget your matchiness. Forget about like running up the mountain. Forget about you know, having the, the best gear possible, show up, comfortable pair, pair of shoes, mm. rain gear, and we're going to go out, have a walk, and in, enjoy it. Like, okay, so two things. First thing, when we were, when we did the Schlieveloom Way, we also had um, Connor with mm. us, right? Connor O'Keefe. And it's interesting that you say uh, that you get, you don't get to, or men don't get to be so vulnerable with each other but i watched you guys yeah on the trail yeah yeah and i don't know you you probably realize there was a lot of time that i was like holding back like behind you guys yeah uh because what i was doing was i was actually allowing and giving you i was purposely giving you that space for you both to connect on that level yeah because when there's a woman that comes in and uh is in that space that the narrative might change slightly or the conversation might change to something else. So by me kind of like, yeah, just keeping my distance a little bit. It wasn't because I was slow. I swear it wasn't because I was slow. I actually kept up quite a, quite a good pace. Oh yeah. You you were, you were, you ran at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I was trying to catch up with Connor. I was like, this guy can fucking move. It's like, I'm going to try and catch up with him. There was a reason for that. And we'll get into that in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, it was somebody like, was a little bit ticked off. Yeah, somebody was a little bit pissed off, were they? Um, 
but it was beautiful it was so 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 beautiful to watch you guys connect in that way and to mm. be vulnerable and to be completely like yourselves and you had only met yeah you know so i think we need to change the narrative that surrounds men in the outdoors mm. right and i had actually talked to um uh Jenny, uh, her name's Jenny Tuff on Instagram, and we had a lovely conversation there the other day about uh, men's, I suppose, experience in the outdoors, right? And that a lot of it, a lot of men feel like they have to be uh, either, they, you know, they have to have like an army background or they have to have, yeah, like they, they, they need to know uh, navigation and they have to mm-hmm. be super fit. And and it's it's all that's like there's a there's a place for everybody in the outdoors right and there's definitely a place for just the everyday guy that just wants to get outdoors and wants to connect and whether it's to get outdoors to connect with other like-minded guys or whether it's to connect with nature or whatever whatever reason it may be but we need to stop saying and because it was something that had happened a lot when i would approach guys that I would meet and I'd be like, I think they might be right for setting up something similar to Gals Gone Wild. And when I would talk to them, they'd go, oh, no, no, no. So like it, it couldn't be the same as Gals Gone Wild because men wouldn't be open enough to, to you know, talking about this or talking about their emotions. And I'm like, yeah, well, you don't go into, like I didn't go into Gals Gone Wild with with the, the idea that we're going to all come out hiking and we're all going to sit down and we're going to like talk about our feelings. Like that's not yeah. what, that's not how you go about it. You say that, yeah, it's a community, it's a safe space. So you, you just, you give, you, yeah, you give, you give the, the girls and you give guys the space to do that. If they want to, you invite yeah. them in to do that. And if they want to share, they want to share. And if they don't, they don't. And a lot of it's to do with trust as well and creating this safe space. So there is definitely a space for, for men um, that that type of community uh, and I'm just like I'm just hoping that somebody just come along and just set it up because uh, it's it's so important and it's like for I know I know within our community and to come back to what Gals Gone Wild is I set up Gals Gone Wild with the idea to connect very simply to connect women with nature to connect women um to themselves and to connect women with other like-minded women that was basically what i kind of you know wanted to do and it's funny because like none of that like really involved the hiking aspect of it yeah like none of it was like you have to be super fit yeah and now we do have beginner intermediate yeah whatever which came kind of like subject to the trail that you're on yeah yeah exactly but every single one of those hikes there will there will always be um room for connection like always and uh, the same way that I would love to see that happen for for men, especially within Ireland, like there is such a high rate of suicide in young males, mm-hmm. um, depression and and mental, just mental health uh, issues. And I think, like as you know yourself, like when we were out in the Shlevelin Way, the benefits that you reap in from being outdoors, number one, but then also like connecting with like with myself and like you get to know people so much quicker yeah so much quicker because there's just and you get to be your most honest and real self as well i think on the trail because there's nowhere to really like hide from like you can't you can't you there's no reason for you to be anybody else other than yourself when you're out there like two things like first of all with uh connor in particular when uh, you just said there like you get to know people really really quickly and like i actually did feel coming back from that i was like I feel like I've known Connor for years. Yeah, same. Yeah. We're just 
like we just got on so well and the reason for that is because yes our barriers were just dropped down because like we're both doing the same thing we're both out on the trail we're both vulnerable like we're there's no need to be masculine here there's no need to be you know the alpha male or anything like that it's just like no we're out having fun yeah um we might get lost we might (laughs) do a few uh, wacky things along the way it's just it's just a bit of crack and i felt i actually felt like i connected a lot with him and with you as well yeah yeah yeah. absolutely and uh when it comes to men in in the outdoors in general there's there is this element of uh, or narrative of of masculinity that uh, mm-hmm. goes along with with anything. So yeah. if if you go out and go to the outdoors, it's like oh how far did you how far did you hike? Yeah. Or did you twenty five k? I did thirty five k. Yeah. You know, or I did you know a thousand meters of elevation. You know th- those things. And like yeah, that's great. That's absolutely fantastic. Do that. But that's it. That's a that's a personal endeavor. That's not something that you're gonna you have to be like oh you you only did that. Well, I did this. Yeah, it's um, not a competition. Sort of like within our community it's it's something that we oh my god like i am it, it i really 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 try and stress it to the girls it is it is a it, it's not about who gets to the top of the mountain first yeah. it's not about setting uh times or distances or any of that crack it is literally just about getting outdoors and having fun mm. like fun that's it yeah. that's all we want to do is have fun and yeah. um, and then everything else is kind of like you know a bonus with it yeah but the same way that you said about men and that masculine energy like women feel that too right so when i started hiking in uh, god 2000 was 2017 or something or when I had the idea that I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to become a hiker, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In order for me to to become this respected woman in the outdoors, I thought that I had to go and complete some sort of crazy long distance hike, okay? Yeah. Because I had never hiked before, so I was like, right, well. Uh, in order to prove myself to the men in the outdoors because that's uh, every time I was going out hiking with these groups it was always men right. that were leading yeah. them uh, older demographic you know kind of like mid to like late 50s really nice men absolutely like really I'm very knowledgeable about the outdoors and nature and um, the, all of that but I was like okay I need to prove myself to the outdoor community um, so I decided to take on the Wicklow way right which you have done and you yeah. actually your previous podcast you talk about the Wicklow way yeah like hands down I mean in the I'm, middle of a pandemic as well yeah <laughs> sure why not what else would <laughs> what you be doing, doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know 132 kilometers sure back it why not look uh, and that was kind of similar to me I was like I am gonna go take on not a 20k hike yeah. no not even you know 40 or 60 I'm gonna go take on a seven day 132 kilometer long distance hike through the Wicklow Mountains. Yeah. In order and I wasn't doing it for me. I was not doing like I thought I was doing it for me, but I definitely wasn't. I was doing it to prove it to that masculine energy that I thought that I needed to have in order to become like this star hiker, right? Yeah, yeah. So I uh <laughs> I think everybody that's listened to this, especially the women will have seen wild right Reese with a spoon. Okay. And you know her backpacking it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they call it monster. Mine was was pretty much the exact same thing. It was uh, twenty kilos, I think it, it weighed. Actually, if not more, and I had. Did you have your ice axe? Did you have? Oh your... my god! I had like I was only short. Like you know, what we say like carrying the kitchen sink. Like yeah. I genuinely was only short of carrying that. I had the most. Like all of my equipment was heavy. 
I had carried, I had all of my seven days food in the bag. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I hadn't a clue what I was doing. Jesus. Right? Because we were in the sleeping way, we had three days and that was like enough, yeah, like that yeah, was heavy yeah. already. Yeah, mostly so, cheese. Mostly cheese, <laughs> mostly jellies. <laughs> that was, cheese and jellies is what we lived off for three days in the sleeping way. <laughs> no jokes. And uh, I, and then I had a really, 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 really heavy sleeping bag, mat and tent. Yeah. So I had like set off and nothing was like stored in a, uh, like a dry bag. Everything was just, yeah. So now I had done a bit, I used to be really into weight training and I then took a break from weight training for a few months. So my fitness was like, it was crap. Like okay. I just wasn't able to support that type of weight on my back at all. And uh, I uh, take off. Now, when I look back, I was like, fair play to me. Like, you know, just, I just was like, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. just going to do it. I got into the the first, the first, <laughs> the first night I hiked like 40K or something like what? that. Yeah. Insane. I hiked all the way to like uh, past lockdown. It's actually probably more. Jesus. No, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. 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 Lockdown. Yeah, Tin- yeah. Tinnahili is roughly about 38 kilometers, I think. Okay. And then from uh, Tinnahili, then the next place will be, yeah, lockdown. Yeah. Will be the next place after that. So yeah, I just I hiked and it was during the summer, so the like n- like the days were very long. And then I pitched my tent in a like in a field. Sorry, so did you go south or north? North to south. Ah, sorry, that's what I, I was like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like locked down in the first. That's like a hundred kilometers. <laughs> oh, you thought it went from south to north, <laughs> yeah. which you can do either way. No, I went yeah, from yeah, north yeah. to south. Yeah. Uh, but I actually would recommend doing t- uh, from Tinnahili to Dublin. That's what we did. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. way better because you end up you end up in Rathfarnham, yeah. which is it's, just down the road. Yeah. yeah, and it's just a, it becomes more beautiful like in the trail, yeah. whereas it's a bit of an anticlimax when you arrive into. I mean, Tinnahili is great and all, but like, yeah, it's just a bit. Oh, not Tinnahili, sorry, Clonigal. Yeah, um, uh, one pub one pub and it's probably closed so yeah. Yeah, I would definitely start in Clonigal and then end up in also Dublin. when you finish in Marley Park there is a uh, ice cream van that's constantly parked there so when you finish the Wicked Way you just get like <laughs> a celebratory you, flake you get, 99 yeah, yeah you just get like 5.99s all to yourself <laughs> delish gorge um, but yeah look basically I just I ended up camping in a field uh, woke up surrounded by like I don't know 30 um not sheep the the rams rams right 30 rams shitting myself was like packed my tent and everything from the inside out and then made it like legged it like <laughs> ran you should have seen me i was like oh my god i was just like trying like threw myself over the fence and then was like oh ridiculous the anxious panic oh i was freaked out because like, like they, were, they were just standing there like glaring at me ready to like kill me so i was like okay grand but i felt my knee my knee was like hard like my actually my whole right entire leg was just like like a, it felt like solid. stone yeah. like solid I was like oh that doesn't feel right and then I got all the way then to past god I like past Glenmalure and uh, on the third day and I remember getting to there was like this stop sign in front of me and I literally was like I actually need to stop right here right now because yeah. it was that bad the pain I ended up having to like come like off the signal, trail a signal from the universe it was 100% stop. like you know I'm not there to I mean initially yes I was there to prove myself to yeah. but like as I've gotten older like I'm not doing stuff to impress anybody anymore no. like I'm doing everything for myself and that's all that matters uh, so I was like I need to come off the trail it was I mean the pain 
was so I'm, I'm all about like pushing past your your limit and um seeing like how far you can go but this was actually like bad this yeah. was like it's like a really bad injury and um i've been paying for it ever since like that was what how many years ago and oh. now it's still like even though the first day of the sleeve bloom way i could feel it like yeah, kind of niggling um and it loosens up and then it, and then it's fine or whatever but after that i like i think i realized that you don't need to like you don't need to prove you don't need to to go on and take on these crazy distances or crazy hikes in order to prove that you belong in the outdoors yeah it's 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 all like in well it's in your head but it's also i think there is a lot of like that toxic um gear culture or toxic outdoor culture yeah yeah, yeah, you know like having to have yeah exactly like that toxic gear culture like having to have the right kit in order to to be there to be worthy of being there Mm -hmm. and um you know i have definitely had some people question why it is that like i should be doing what it is that i'm doing um like that i shouldn't be out oh yeah like it's i mean it doesn't happen a lot but it, it does happen but i suppose my point is that there is space for everybody in the outdoors and you do not need to be you don't need to be this like hard ass like serious camper hiker in order to to feel like you belong there like if all you do is go and do a 2k loop around your forest or whatever like that's okay do what feels comfortable for you Mm -hmm. like that's all that that's really all that matters do what feels comfortable for you and what feels safe and what makes you happy yeah um and that's enough like mm-hmm. that's like it's it's so enough um, whereas now I'm like what makes me happy is doing long distance hikes exactly <laughs> which is where you guys come in <laughs> yeah yeah. well that, that's I think that resonates with, with everybody because it, you know the, the outdoor community as a whole and the hiking community in, in particular has exploded in the last few oh, years oh it's amazing and like that's down to a number of different things but like it, movies and, and uh, mm-hmm. documentaries and blogs and Instagram yeah. uh, have played a huge part in that and lockdown obviously has a big mm-hmm. part in that too so you'll see these people that are doing like these monster trails like, over in the US doing like the PCT or the AT or the Teoroa Elena Osborne I am sorry for butchering that um, <laughs> and you see that and then you're like oh I really really want to do that but if you look at the numbers like and we, we've looked into this the amount of people that drop off that mm-hmm. Massive. Uh, is massive like the people yeah. that complete it is only like 30% if yeah. even lower so that's because people are like I want to do that and then they get into it and they drop off uh, which is fine do you know because they're also doing it for fine. the wrong reasons yeah they're doing it they're, they're probably doing it for the challenge they're probably like mm. I can do this but they haven't actually really thought about it um, so it's important f- uh, for you to do what it is comfortable for you first and then work your way up to yeah. those. And that's if you, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But always keep it in the back of your mind. This is not because you're going to try and break some records. This is not because you're going to do better than the other person. This is because you want to do it and experience these things and bring it back to what you said earlier on. Mm. Embrace it. Yeah. Uh, like Actually, when, remember we were originally planning to do the, the Sleeping Way. It was just yourself and myself. And yeah. we were like... Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna book off uh, three days. We're gonna do it in in three days, and then you message me back and says, "But do we want to do it in three days?" Yeah. And then I was like, "Yeah, you're dead right. Why don't because uh, we are were rushing it? We like? were like looking at the trail. It was like 86 kilometers, and we thought, okay, we'll do that over three days. It's gonna be roughly around about 30 kilometers, maybe a smaller day. But why don't we just do it in four days? And 
do it in, in like 20 kilometer uh, lumps yeah it's like that actually makes much more sense now we actually did end up doing it, it in three days, days. <laughs> just because of schedules but it like uh that's just the way it goes but um it it was it, 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 it triggered me to be like you're dead right i'm not trying to do this no in a record time i'm not no. trying to like get like 30 kilometer days and, and and like loads of elevation while also having like nearly 20 kilos of weight on my back like that would have killed me that becomes a slog yeah you know it then it just become becomes enjoyable. you're not even immersed in your the experience you're immersed in your pain you're yeah. like this is awful like why did i come and like sign like sign myself up to this you know like long distance hikes um and like me and you have started to do a lot more of them like mm. lately and yes we could do them in you know shorter times whatever but i just don't think you're reaping in the benefits yeah. as much I think you need that extra, and like people will could disagree with me, and there's there are people out there who might want to do it in, in shorter times. Yeah. But for me personally, I like to be able to you know stop and pause and take it in, and if there's a river nearby, go for a dip or mm-hmm. take multiple lunch breaks, snacks break, yeah, jelly yeah, breaks, yeah. pee breaks, like you know, and I have to be like, oh my god, we're on the clock, we have to go, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we were. And also, I think with the three of us, when we did the sleeping way, we had a nice pace between the three of us. I think that it worked really well. And that's another thing when you're out hiking is to find your people. Like, find the people that you want to go, that that I suppose that uh, fit in with your your flow when you're out on the trail. You know, that could be personality, that could be fitness, that could be whatever... Uh, and don't be afraid to just kind of go, do you know, like if you do one hike with them, they're like, they're, that just doesn't, they're just not the people that I want to go hiking with. Yeah. Like find your community, find, like even if it's solo hiking maybe. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, it's all about like enjoying yourself and being outdoors. So yeah, make sure that you find the right people to, yeah. uh, to do it with. We, we definitely gelled uh, quite well. Like, yeah. uh, but also like it not not just uh, pace wise and, and uh, personality wise, but also the ability to to separate ourselves as well like yeah there was periods of, of the hike because like you're spending three days with each other mm. you know you're camping together you're eating together you're you're almost like peeing together like there's <laughs> all, like there's all these things that you share but you also need to remember like you need to kind of take something time for yourself and yeah and like we did spend like you know a couple of hours or more per day just going, I'm just going to go hike on my own. And or like, like when the morning yeah, when we woke up and you really, yeah. oh my God, the last morning, I was like, I, I don't know, I had gotten this like abundance of energy on the last day and I just wanted to go. I was like, yeah. let's go, let's go, let's go. And then you guys were like, I want to listen to Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys stayed uh, behind and just was... played the entire, I don't know, it felt like the entire album and I was like, we were, we were We were just like, we were taking our sweet ass time getting ready. <laughs> Uh, myself and Connor and we were just like listening to Linkin Park Hybrid Theory uh, the first album and then and then you shot off and we were like okay and we could still see it in the distance uh, for like the first like uh, couple of kilometres you could still see the because you had your Sundrift uh, yellow uh, rain cover bag and uh, we were just like singing to ourselves I was like oh Mel's ahead of there ah oh, we'll catch up with her it's fine like, <laughs> she's, she's fine she's grand and then like two albums later we're still like just like jumping around like singing to ourselves it, like the last day was so much fun so much and fun. I'm sure it was really fun for you because you were like able to release that energy because yeah yeah you know 
everything we just said there about like keeping your pace and like and, and embracing it and stuff like that sometimes you do do have that energy and you're just like i want to expel this energy yeah and right like, now that's what you are doing yeah um but back to solo hike yeah so you've done apart from the wicklow way yeah uh, as traumatic as it might have been <laughs> it was amazing but yeah. it's slightly traumatic um the you've done a couple of hikes recently yeah uh so there's the Kerry camino no, I didn't do that by myself. My oh, sorry. sister, yeah, okay, my sister yeah. ended up uh, coming along on that one. Um, but then I did. It's funny. Every time I plan on doing a solo hike, I seem to get messages from people wanting <laughs> to come along, which I'm like, fine, okay. <laughs> no, it, like I'm, I'm totally, I'm open to yeah, going yeah. hiking by myself or you know hiking in a group, whatever is is, is cool with me. But the I ended up doing the Seven Heads Peninsula yeah. by myself. Um, and that one I actually really did need the headspace. Okay. I remember I was at home. Um, I was this when I just gotten back from um, California, and I needed. And I was living in Dublin for like a month, and everything was kind of. I was struggling to and scrambling trying to get GGW back off the ground and uh, with restrictions and COVID and the whole lot. And my head was just kind of all over the place. And I just remember being like. I need to get out into nature yeah. by myself. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I went on to the hiker app and I looked for like a two-day um, long-distance trail. And I found the Seven Heads Peninsula, which is 42 kilometers, I think, or 46. Mm-hmm. Sorry, 42 or 46. And I packed up my bag and then I yeah, drove down to Cork. <laughs> I'm saying Cork, question mark. And then Owen is like... <laughs> Nodding his head like, yeah, yeah, thumbs up, you got it right. <laughs> Look, guys, I've done a lot of hikes, okay, and I just forget sometimes. <laughs> Michael Collins is spinning in his grave right now. <laughs> My God. Did you do geography in school? <laughs> I did, actually, yeah. I obviously failed it. <laughs> You were only in Cork like two weeks ago. Oh my God, stop. Like my geography, my history. I do not retain information. I will remember a face. Yeah. And with GGW, like any girl that has ever come on a hike with us, I will remember your face. Yeah. I will not remember your name. Oh, well, that's in, in fairness. Yeah. You have had, a, what did you say, like, over th- 7,000? 7, 7, women have done hikes with Galscon Wild. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. It's actually probably gone up now if I was to sit down and do, do the numbers. Yeah. But like I said, with GGW, it's never about the numbers. It's not about... Um, how many people come on the trail it's about who's there yeah. and that's who I give my time to it, you know um, but back to the Seven Heads Peninsula in Cork <laughs> yeah I like um, I just I, I knew that I was just going to be it was only one night camping or whatever but it is as soon as I parked up the car in Cork McSherry and uh, there's like a, a nice little car park where you can leave your car overnight safely and then I walked all the way down through Court McSherry town. It's coastal. Uh, so you get to walk through the village. Really, really pretty. Um, and then I picked up a... They have like a little map there. Just kind of like off the area. Picked that up and then set off through... It starts off kind of going through this beautiful Irish like indigenous forest. And it's all on the coast for the first... Um, actually, you know, for all of it. <laughs> it is it actually, is actually yeah. All, yeah, for all of it. Yeah. Thing, yeah. There, it does kind of slip back into yeah. some... Um, uh, inland a little bit from but for most of it it's it's all coastal but the uh to it's it's because i don't do a lot of solo hiking as much as i used to because yeah. i'm always now leading, leading hikes with gallagher yeah, wild yeah. 
I forgot that I'm not in charge of anybody. You know, I'm not responsible for anybody. I can go at my own pace and like do what it is that I want to do. So it took me like an hour or so to kind of go like, you can stop if you want to stop. Like you can take a photo if you want to take a photo. <laughs> Were you like at any point, like just kind of automatically kind of turn around and go, okay girls. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to pause and take a breath here. <laughs> Blow your whistle and then you just run into the forest. <laughs> I do have to like get myself out of that though out of that headspace yeah. and even when I am out on just like solo day hikes up in Wicklow I need to stop thinking oh yeah this would be a nice hike for like Osgoldwald or you know I need to just kind of go Mel you're you're just here for you like you're not here for anybody else you know so it did take me a while to kind of get into that headspace when I went out to do the Seven Heads Peninsula but it's an absolutely like epic trail like it is now the first day especially um I found some really, really nice spots where you can like sea dip along the way. You can, um, there's some really nice spots where you can camp as well, like while camping. I found a really nice uh, spot down on the, yeah, down on the beach. And I had basically the whole place to myself. Amazing. And yeah, watch the sunset over, um, wow. over the beach. It was absolutely, yeah, like phenomenal. And then uh, the weather the next day wasn't the best this is Ireland yeah so you have to be prepared like you need to have all the right like waterproof gear and make sure that like everything is packed up in a liner in your bag and then a rain cover and all of that crap because you do not want to be like going to bed with a damp sleeping bag or yeah. wet clothes or any of that but um it was yeah the second day was not was I would probably do it reverse again I'd actually probably start in uh, Timaleague and then come around to Court McSherry or back okay. to Timaleague because it just gets it's it's still beautiful but it's just there's a lot of road mm -hmm. so i would yeah i would do kind of reverse reverse way it's around. kind of the same idea like this is how i feel anyway about like the wicklow way the way that we did it yeah i was glad we did it that way now i didn't i obviously didn't get to finish it because we had to stop short but even talking to paul and having hiked those sections of the trail i know that the better parts of the wicklow way are from like yeah. glenmalore on on yeah uh, there is there's uh the other ones that just beyond Tinnahili there's a few hills there Ballycumber Hill and stuff mm -hmm. like that but when you get to Glenmalore and like from then on you're going into Glendalock going on to Glock Dan and then you're coming into you're finishing in Dublin yeah. same idea where like the you kind of want to save the, 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 best, the, to the best to last well, yeah because yeah. there's nothing worse than ending expecting this absolutely epic and then it's kind of a bit flat yeah you're kind of like oh that's a bit shit you know so I think yeah <laughs> Doing a good way around might be. It better. reminds me of the, uh, actually I did the Dublin Mountains Way. I just did it over two days. Uh, took my time on it, and uh, I remember perfect example. Yeah, like do not start. Do in... not start in uh, if if you're in Ireland and you're listening to this and you're planning on doing the Dublin Mountains Way, start in Tala. One hundred percent start. In Tala. Please start in Tala because uh, <laughs> finishing in Tala is the most anticlimactic uh, end to a hike I've ever experience because you're you're <laughs> first of all you're hiking on, on roads and like this again Dublin Mountains Way is actually a really nice trail and you go through through some really nice areas of the Dublin Mountains yeah um, and even the roads that you walk on are quite nice they're quite picturesque there's really yeah. nice houses and views over the city but you are walking on roads and then the last like 10 kilometers from Bowernabreen Reservoir all the way down into uh, uh, Kiltipper and then into top you're literally walking through housing estates yeah uh, past a shopping center <laughs> The square and, look. and then you, and then you finish in a car park 
besides some sort of weird uh, pet firm thing. Like, that, like Sarah, uh, who was leading hikes for Gals Gone Wild last year, we did the Dublin Mountains Way with Gals Gone Wild, and yeah. we did it over two Saturdays, so one Saturday, and then the next week we did it on a Saturday. And uh, I came back, and I was like, so what's the feedback? And Sarah was like, oh, absolutely start in Tala. She was like, definitely don't end in Tala. <laughs> she was like, load of crap, like Sarah's gas. <laughs> Nature Therapy Ireland, just as far as Ben, she's amazing, check her out. But she was just like, it was the most anticlimactic thing ever she was like it was just so it was almost a letdown you know yeah. because it, yeah it gets more beautiful if you start from Tallinn and end in Shanko absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Kerry Camino then you did, you did that with your sister yeah how many days did you have two that three? was three days yeah. um, that was actually meant to be a solo trip as well and then my sister had just moved home from England and uh, I just thought, because she's been living over in England since she was, God, years, years and years and years. And we've never had an opportunity to really bond, like, in our kind of adulthood. So I thought this would be a really nice opportunity to do that. So yeah. I invited her along. And it was great. Like, there was um, three days of just being, like, immersed out in nature on the trails together. And it is a fantastic, like, fantastic hike. Anybody that's, I think, looking to test their ability and experience while camping and if they're thinking about maybe doing the care or the uh dingle way no the camino the camino oh, yeah the actual camino oh the actual camino yeah. sorry yeah yeah uh, they think this is a nice way to to like introduce yourself to it yeah so it was yeah from tralee all the way down to dingle and we stopped on the first night we stopped on um on the beach camp. no before that oh it's actually not on the is it camp yes camp beach yeah. yeah it's actually called camp which is really confusing because when i was doing the blog post about it <laughs> it was like we camped at camp and it was like but not ca- like camp beach it's a town so called camp. It's a, yeah a town called camp so we yeah we camped down there on the beach and we ended up having like a sunset dip and it was like phenomenal so and there's a pub that you can like have your dinner in and then beside it there's a little lane where you can walk down and camp on the beach and then it's also cheaper because it's free as well yeah, you don't yeah. have to pay for accommodation if you want to pay for accommodation that's where I think like hiker comes in yeah. amazingly well because you can actually like look up what accommodation is available in the area there's yeah. like really really cool spots uh, there's like a they're not um, they're like uh, like little caravans they're you know those like old school like gypsy caravans. They're beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's kind of like those that you can stay in. Uh, I think they're about two hundred quid for four people. So it's kind of like clamping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly what it is. Actually, it's one hundred percent clamping. <laughs> oh, I thought I came up with a new thing. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it's 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 clamping. Uh, but you can stay. Yeah, really, really nice accommodation. But me and my sister like we want to just wild camp the entire way. Uh, but there's loads of I think hiker is great for that like you can pre-plan where mm. you're going to stay um, it, and as well if you want to resupply in like any of the towns or whatever there shows you shops and stuff that you can do that so for us we yeah we camped on the beach and the next day then we got all the way to Inch and then we paused at Inch and we had a nice sea dip again in, nice. in yeah it was beautiful really really cool and then we made our way to the next stop that I can remember. That's okay. Then we're not going to be like frantically searching for what. It's on. It it's on the blog post. It's on the blog post. Yeah. 
Yeah, which it's, we will um, be sharing as well. It's uh, that we stopped at the South Pole Inn pub. Oh, sorry, yeah, so Anaskal. Yeah, Anaskal. Yeah. yeah, I knew I'd yeah, get yeah. there. We stopped in Anaskal. Um, had the same issue with Paul. We were like, "What was the name of that pub?" <laughs> and then I'm frantically typing on, on a yeah. It's, it's, the South Pole Inn is the pub dedicated to Tom Crean, the Irish Antarctic explorer. Yep. Uh, so we stopped there and we had like two Guinness and then we got talking to the owner who was like you got your girls are more than welcome to camp out the back they have like this kind of like green oh, wow. space cool. so we had we had planned we were going to like hike further and then find a spot so we were like grand we'll just stay here so we were able to resupply our water there and um, we were able to we had our dinner there uh, so it meant that we didn't have to carry our food for that night we were able to charge our phones we, we like had the crack and then we like got to bed quite early and then we were up at the crack of dawn and then we kind of just barreled all the way into um into Dingle on for the last day but it's a absolutely beautiful trail like, yeah. oh my god god it, it's just like every the views are spectacular the trails are like you get to go through forests and like little farmers trails and um there's not that much road section. Well, there's a few there's a few bits of road. Whatever, yeah, but they're but quite quiet enough. They're roads. quite yeah, really quiet. Um, and actually, the first day, the first day is phenomenal. Actually, I totally forgot about the first day. You get to you're not going over mountains. You're kind of skirting around them, but yeah. you're already like you kind of you're gone from the car park, walking through um, Trilly Town, and then all of a sudden you're just like out in the open mountains. Like yeah. it's phenomenal. So you kind of get like a bit of a bit of everything you know yeah, you, it's yeah. like one of those trails where you're like you just you, you, it kind of ticks all the boxes mm-hmm. do you know it's, and, a nice, it's nice like uh, kind of one stop shop for like your Kerry scenery like this yes. is kind of like your poster card for yeah. Kerry yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah it, it has yeah it literally has it all and I think it's the perfect entry like I said entry level for anybody wanting to get into like long distance hiking because you're still connected to mm-hmm. um shops and pubs and restaurants and all of that so if you don't want to carry all of your food and then the equipment to cook your food because yeah. that obviously adds extra weight to your backpack and mm-hmm. um, then this is perfect because you don't have to do that and you can just stop off in like the little towns and villages along the way and yeah. just like you know well that's that's what we try to do with hiker as well is that it's uh, you know the, we, we we've looked at all the different types of hikers that are out there and yeah. you have the the people that want to go out and they're you know stay connect with nature and, and hike and like yourself like they want to camp and do that every single night and then you do have the people that no I, I want to hike the trail but I also want to have a comfortable bed sleep yeah. at night and yeah. I want to have a, you know a, a hot meal and, and even a drink or whatever yeah. or you might be doing with kids and you yeah. want to stay in accommodation and you want to have that kind of experience because and that's why we've designed hiker in the way that it is is that when you plan these trails out you can look and see okay i'm doing this trail where are the hotels or where are the hostels or where are the b&b's and uh, we do give campsites as well now they're 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 uh commercial campsites so you yeah. do pay to have a, uh, a pitch fee um but and obviously we don't give wild camping uh areas because wild camping is wild camping you wild camp wherever you can yeah uh rules around wild camping are a bit vague in Ireland so yeah. it's all taken at your own risk and obviously practice not to leave no trace uh, but that's that's why we do this because we want we want people to be able to experience these trails but also to be able to experience them with their own level of comfort as well yeah because like logistics to like to, to to take on a long distance trail like the logistics behind that might be so 
it, it just might be out of somebody's like comfort level they just yeah. kind of feel like oh that's just that's too much responsibility to try and like plan and mm. where am I gonna and some people need that some people need to know where they're going to be like staying that night and it's all yeah about your comfort level so hiker I think allows that like for instance when we looked at doing or when we're we're doing the blue stack way next yeah next month yeah um like you can kind of tell by looking on the app that okay there's a big massive section there where there's like you're not connected to anything so you're not gonna be able to resupply your water you're gonna have to bring your pump with you you're not gonna you're gonna have no access to shops so you're gonna have to bring your food for that night or whatever it takes away that element of just like having to like scroll through the internet and try find all that information um and kind of i suppose sets you up um to, to, to take it on and feel comfortable doing that, you know, before before you even kind of like, you, you, it sets you up like preparation, yeah. I suppose. It's like it prepares you for... And you can download Hiker for free now from your <laughs> local app store and go to hiker.app. That's H-I-I-K-E-R dot app. But it is though, it allows you to plan and prepare for your hike so much yeah. better. Like it really does. It's taken off so much like the, the time that it would normally take for me to do all of that yeah well hiker it's, it's just so much easier like yeah. it really is and it's, and it's funny you say that because we've actually gotten a bit of backlash from people online uh, saying that well that's part of the the journey and like yeah that's fine that is that is, for well, a lot that's of people part of their journey exactly that's part of their journey and like you shouldn't uh, withhold the outdoors and withhold these experiences from people that maybe not necessarily enjoy trawling through the internet and finding where they need to go or you know having maps all over the floor and trying to figure out exactly where they're going to go they want to have a level of comfort uh yep. or just a level a peace of mind that you know they they know where they're going and it uh, they know where they're staying and it's all in a, in a handheld device and like yes absolutely paper maps are essential you know if you're going to be doing long distance hikes you want to bring uh, paper map, maps with you because um, phones can fail phones can fail yeah. batteries can fail you can drop your phone in water it rains in Ireland or anywhere else in the world it rains everywhere you could damage your phone or your battery could die and you don't want to be stuck without that and that's why we do offer print maps uh, versions of the trails that we, we, we provide great. yeah great addition um, but yeah it, 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 we're, as we always say and uh, sorry this has kind of gone into a bit of a sales pitch for, for Hiker but we do always say that we're not the be all and end all we're not the centre of your hike we're there to help you along the way we're help, there to guide making you making it accessible like that's yeah, what it, it, like exactly. we talked about it earlier on it's about making the outdoors accessible to everybody and kind of getting rid of that that toxic you know outdoor like yeah. you have to like that you have to be a, a hiking enthusiast you have to be this you have to be that in order to go out and do these trails and I'm like you do you don't but like also finding your comfort level within it and I think with hiker you you like it allows people to explore that more and it, it make it gives them the confidence to kind of go oh maybe I can do this or maybe I can try it you know yeah. so I don't know whoever those people are they need to take a chill pill <laughs> Have a long, hard conversation with yourself. Yeah, well, Thanks just... for the endorsement, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I know, right, that um, when I get asked, do I solo camp, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like all the time. You know, it, for me, solo camping isn't a big deal. Yeah. I don't see it as something that's crazy and out there and wild. To me, that's my comfort level. Like, I'm absolutely, totally okay with 
being outdoors by myself. Yeah. But I know that I am probably in the very small percentage of women that feels that way. Yeah. And I know that actually for the higher percentage of women, they don't feel comfort in that at all. And to them, that is so foreign to want to go out and experience the outdoors in that kind of way, whether it's like solo camping or hiking or yeah, just being out in nature by themselves. Like that just inflicts or, or feels... Um, just too scary you know I think there's that's a whole other conversation that I could get into about women in the outdoors with you know just about uh, fear I suppose and um, safety and all of that Uh, so I think yeah it's it's just trying to make it accessible for all women you know and not just the small percentage of women that are Are already there yeah yeah can I ask you a question do you think there is a shift a, 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 cha- a sea change in women with the outdoors yes I think there is yeah 100% and like I'm seeing it especially after lockdown as well uh, we have I've had to put on more newbie we call them like newbie hikes we call them the GGW cherry popper hikes and it's for complete newbies like and these are yeah. women that mightn't have ever hiked at all or have ever experienced the outdoors or even gone on a walk outdoors in nature or like mm-hmm. obviously gone out and walk in their woods or forest forever but to be like kind of immersed in it in that way yeah and i think maybe one of the reasons that is is there's more women being highlighted in the outdoor yeah. industry like we're seeing more women um, champ being championed in the like outdoor industry, whether it's through Facebook or Instagram or social media or wh- yeah. whatever it is. Um, whereas before, like that, it was highly male dominated, older demographic. Uh, and I think now you're just starting to see like you, you can go through Instagram, like you can literally go and every single per there's like pictures of like women at, like at the weekend going for whether it's a, bra- a walk up Bray Head or whether it's like Holtz or whatever it is. Glendalock. Glendalock. And it's kind of, I think their women are realizing like, I belong here too. Yeah. Like I absolutely belong here too. And it's not just for one type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am seeing, yeah, massive shift, like huge, because there is a, and that's why we, Gals Gone Wild, we've started to offer uh, mental skills training. Mm-hmm. We're working alongside FIA Mountaineering, Cormac there, amazing, amazing guy. And he is providing our mental skills training for us because I think it's so important for women to be skilled in uh, mountain safety navigation and not having to rely on somebody else. You know, so even when we go out on hikes with Gals Gone Wild, I will, when we get to like a... um, like a crossroads, I, t- I ask the girls, okay, where are we going now? Or I get them to follow markers or I get them to lead like sections of the hike and it's building that confidence in it, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, our met, like we offer the mental skills training because there, the, the, there is a, a like a, a cutoff point with mountaineer, with mountaineering, uh, sorry, the mountain leader award. It's kind of the same, Women and men do mountain skills one and mountain skills two, but then as soon as it goes past that, the mountain assessment, it kind of falls falls away and it's just more men. So right. I'm trying to uh, push for more women to go for their mountain leader award, including myself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely a, a, a big shift with seeing women in the outdoors and 
um, great love yeah. it love it <laughs> like no, absolutely it's, love it's, it because it's something I, I hold I suppose especially dear to myself like having a, a daughter yeah and you know dragging her along the South Downs way last year but like try, like just trying to kind of show her like uh, uh, like people like yourself like uh, and uh, showing her the videos from Eleanor Osborne when she did the PCT because they're beautiful beautiful pieces of, uh, of film hmm. that kind of show you it, it's uh, a lot of it is her personality but a lot of it is kind of like this is the reality of, of the of the outdoors it, what she tries to convey in those in those uh, movies and um, there's other obviously document actually Abby Barnes does it quite a, a, quite well as well show you not just the practicality of it and the logistics of it but also the beauty of it through the the way that she uh, they film these these documentaries and it's it, and it's again making it accessible mm-hmm. and not just for women but actually for everybody if you if you follow uh, these people they actually make these things and make these experiences accessible to everybody it's like you can go and do this yourself yeah absolutely absolutely and it, it like the uh, and so that's why I'm so excited to see more women being hi- not just in the outdoors but also being highlighted in the outdoors because yeah. they, they they need to be bastions and they need to be uh, inspiration for the next generation to go out. And like I remember, actually, I think I told you this at the time that um, when I first introduced Caitlin to to you and like to Gals Gone Wild. Uh, her and her friends were like walking around the estate that we were living in. It's like we're we're girls gone wild. Or, or I can't remember what, what she said. Uh, not girls gone wild. That would be the wrong one to say. Uh, but there was like chicks gone wild or something like that. I can't remember exactly That's what she amazing. said. Yeah, but it was like yes, yes, oh, I love it. They're doing it. Cool. Well, like, All right, first step. Like there's. You know, women can be, and I think that's like with the name Gals Gone Wild. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't just a fluke, by the way. Like, that's something that I thought about a lot because Girls Gone Wild, right, is yeah. a porn site. Yeah. Like, it's, and I purposely made it Gals Gone Wild. And then when people are like, oh, I thought it was, I'm like, well, look, women can be both, right? Porn stars. <laughs> but they can be like, sexual playful but they can also be badass you know like outdoor mountaineers or whatever like we can have that masculine and feminine energy you know and it's important to 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 highlight that and to show that and that's why yeah gals and wild i think is a a fabulous name for our community (laughs) it really is though it is it is no it fits perfectly like it'd be hard push to find something else that works better than that but i think it sums up our um, are like the personality of the women on the trail like we are just playful gals that just want to get out and have fun and enjoy the outdoors like yeah, you know absolutely that's yeah we have been talking for a very seven long years. time I feel like um, it's been seven years we need to go climbing man do you want it? yeah 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 <laughs> we're going to awesome walls in Dublin to get some six ends six ends uh, bro um, do you want to tell me what you are doing now not right now because we're going climbing but like, what, oh, you, what am I doing so we're doing like the blue stack way but have you any other plans what, what other hikes have you got coming up or is there any other endeavours you've got coming well up? yes yeah, okay yes and no Um, in all honesty with and I hate I'm not trying to bring the, the tone down but just like I suppose the, the honesty aspect of it everything that's been going on with uh, restrictions and mm-hmm. what's what's happening in Dublin and in Ireland and you look the world uh, I have yet been kind of scrambling to try and get back up on my feet and to get Gals Gone Wild back up on its feet. And when I felt like it was building momentum again, 
um, the Dublin restrictions kind of came in. But I have, I'm like, I'm persevering and I'm like adapting. And that's something that's like, it's, it's this new skill that I'm like adding to my CV is constantly adapting and changing like with, because you have to, otherwise yeah. you're not going to, you know, it's not going to survive. And I will die on my deathbed trying to make sure that Galsman Wild is around for a long, long time. So my energy over the past, since we reopened back in July, has been the girls and our community. Yeah. Like in all honesty, I haven't really thought much about my personal de- personal development and like there's things that I want to achieve. I want to go and get my mental leader award. Yeah. That has all just been kind of put on the back burner until it is, I suppose, kind of, you know, back to just settled where I'm not having to constantly scramble and change and figure out. Um, so I've just been focused on uh, that and then just rediscovering Ireland and just doing smaller little hikes like the Schliebling Way and the Blue Stack Way that we're going to be doing next month. Yeah. Um, I did have a big plan to do the PCT. Yeah. Um, I wanted to do it uh, not next year, but 2022. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah, still hoping to do that. There's a lot of work that I need to do, but in the meantime, I'm just trying to focus on, um, having fun and being kind of like present at the moment, you know, just, uh, yeah, like appreciating what we have in Ireland and the trails that we have in Ireland yeah. and doing as many of those as I can, um, and taking time out for myself and self care and all of that. But um, as far as like other because kind of, you can't really plan like that's no. the thing as soon as you kind and of like make we, a plan we all had plans like I had plans yeah. for several hikes this year I was going to do the GR20 I was yeah. going to do the Alta Via I was going to do mm. the the El Anos the Picos in yeah, Spain yeah beautiful yeah. Um, but it's all scrapped yeah and and who, who might not even be able to do that next year yeah it might knows? be two three years until we have to do that so I think that resonates with me a lot and I have been trying to practice that yeah. about just being like, okay, what can I do? In, what can I do here? What can I do in Dublin? You know, yeah. where can I hike in Dublin? And I'm even, I remember at the start of lockdown, I was going around the town and park. It's a local uh, public park here. And I was just walking around and just find the forest trails and just doing stuff like that. And maybe even doing bits of the Dublin Mountains way. Yeah. Um, and running. And running, exactly. Lots, lots, lots of, of running. running. We're going on a trail run today. I'm very scared. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's like... Um, when we got the news of the restrictions in uh, Dublin, and obviously a lot of our community members live in Dublin, right? So mm-hmm. they can't travel to our hikes in Wicklow, which is where we put most of our hikes on. Mm-hmm. So I put it out to the girls and I was like, would you be keen to explore more of the Dublin trails? And it was like a resounding yes. So I'm now going and exploring trails that I, I probably haven't really bothered to do because I didn't think that they were worthy enough or mm-hmm. um hard enough or whatever for whatever reason i just kind of never really gave it much thought about yeah. this should be something that we're going to explore and i'm after finding like some unbelievably beautiful trails uh, to share with our dublin community members so yeah. in some ways it's like it kind of uh i suppose it's kind of worked out you know yeah. that you get to rediscover like your city in a different way and you get to view it from like a different um viewpoint so yeah. we'll be seeing Dublin City uh, Centre, Galsman Wild. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? City tours. City tours, yeah. And this is where me and Owen used to go drinking, <laughs> <laughs> falling out at two o'clock in the morning. Getting, Aim and Dorrance. Uh, getting, uh, 
getting what was it, Defontaine's pizza. Oh no, Defontaine's pizza. Let's get Defontaine's pizza. Later. Let's go get Defontaine's pizza. Um, Mel, it has been a delight. Ah, oh, likewise. It's been so good. Um, I do this cheesy thing at the end. Do you want to tell people where people can find you? I'm sure people who are listening to this already know who you are, yeah. but Instagram, YouTube, wherever. Yeah, well, our website. Uh, www.gals with a Z so G-A-L-Z gone wild dot com gals gone wild dot com and that has all all the information about who we are what we do where we go how you can get involved and then our Instagram is uh, gals gone wild and then an underscore at the end of it and that's kind of more just content of our community members and pictures from the hikes that we do um, and then we have some stories on there about like just day to day nonsense of stuff that I get up to and Facebook, but we don't really use that. There is a community um, Facebook page that you can add yourself to, which is mainly for carpooling and things like that if you don't yeah. drive. Because now with COVID, we don't supply the bus anymore. So it's all um, yeah, driving or carpooling. So if you don't drive, you can add yourself to that Facebook group. Sweet. Well, sure. Like We will be tagging you, obviously, when we're posting about this page. But yeah, that's class uh, that was a, a really really good chat thank you so thank much thank you so yeah. much let's go running and climbing yay pizza <laughs> <laughs> see you later Mel bye it's constant like useful to do it's um it was one of it was actually the first book that I remember Actually, probably the only book I think my dad ever read to me was the was the Hobbit. And I'm like, maybe that's what spurred my like love for adventure. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But he did the voices and stuff that was gas.